Thank you so much uh, for accepting my invitation. I'm really Thank very you. excited to talk to you. Uh, and I have a lot of questions. <laughs> uh, so actually, like my first question is, uh, you are a very bright band visually. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, very and, green, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and my question is, uh, how did you come up with the concept for your band? And it's like one of the first questions that uh, is related to your visual style. Just explain to me how. Ah, well, actually, uh, when I came to the band, the concept was already there. Uh, I would say it's uh, it was um, Big Daddy's idea, which is the bass player and also the producer, the composer. And I mean, it's the leader of the band. And they, uh, at the beginning, wanted to um, have not just a band, but some kind of theatrical uh, concept where the show uh, was the, um, the main uh, part of the activity and and then shooting video, having comics. I mean, it was like uh, a 360, uh, some kind of expression. Mm -hmm. And when I entered the band, uh, I, I, I mean, I work in the movie industry and I'm a set designer, costume designer. So it was like the a paradise to me because I was able to express myself so it, it was just a marriage you know um, it started because uh, I, I wanted also to express myself and I took this concept about the uh, being aliens and uh, I really uh, used the uh, this thing to express all my ideas about cyberpunk, steampunk at the beginning, and modern, futuristic. I mean, it's uh, it's pure expression because uh, we also did a comic and uh, we try to write the story. And now we are starting with social media, with Twitch. It's it's very very complete, I would say. Actually, and... Twitch was one of my questions because I saw that you are active there. And um, I also did Twitch, I guess, in winter, but I, I just understood that it's not like my type because like I'm more about Patreon and all the things. And uh, my question is, how often do you do something on Twitch with your band? What exactly you're doing there? What is the response? Maybe what are your plans with all this stuff? Uh, well, that's a good question because we just started with Twitch and we are still evaluating the situation. I mean, uh, we opened the channel one month ago mm -hmm. and we picked Twitch because our our target, our fan base, it's mainly made of nerds and gamers and stuff. We've been also playing at some Comic-Cons. So uh, our music, it's always uh, well um, received to that kind of people. So we tried with Twitch because uh, it also has this section about musicians, not mm -hmm. only gamers. And we thought it was a, a good start because we had in, in mind to start with YouTube and sharing um, everything that's behind uh, Sick and Beautiful. But... Um, even if we are good at post-production, we thought that um, it was um, some kind of a baptism going live because, I mean, we are here, we have this timing and we got to make a show in, in this two hour. And we are, um, we have to make it. I mean, there is no try, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. 
it's going well. I mean, it's going better than we thought, and we always we already had um, a thousand of I mean, see, yes, a thousand of followers, and that's pretty good because even before the first stream, we we were um, we were already of a great point. I mean, we were achieving. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we got a great format because uh, we are trying to um, see what, see how we record the music. And since we have to do that because it's our normal activity, you know, as a band, mm -hmm. we turned on cameras and we did that wearing our alien suits. <laughs> it's challenging because uh, it's... Um, I mean, it's hard to get dressed every time and, yes. and uh, <laughs> having uh, body painting and wearing latex costumes while recording, you know, mm -hmm. but it's also a very important part of what we do. So we cannot leave it, leave it out. And uh, for now, it's going great and we are planning to continue, but we are also wondering if we should move this um, this this thing maybe in another social media maybe on facebook or youtube because we saw that a lot of people are scared by twitch because they don't know how it works actually it's not so easy it wasn't easy even for Absolutely me not. <laughs> and no. it, it's it's so based on gamers and all their activity when when they play games so it's a, bit, a little bit tough to explain that to the fans that, of course, uh, are following you on social media. You should be <laughs> teaching them how to use Twitch. So it, I don't know if that is going to be forever, but maybe we will move the, the format somewhere else for now. I but see. I mean, I'm happy about that because we were also wondering about Patreon and uh, at the beginning, I was afraid because I thought I'm not able to to be on time every time, every week with that. Mm -hmm. And now uh, I know that it's not true. I mean, right now we are doing Twitch once a week and it's okay. It's um, it's doable. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the right word. Yeah, we, yeah. we can make it. So I think we could make also a pattern right now. You know what I can say, just because I did both Patreon and Twitch, um, and I remember I was so much interested in Twitch because it, for me it was an absolutely different world, and I'm not from the gaming community, but I have a lot of friends who are gamers, and I really respect this community. I think that it's super great, super responsive, but I mean... Um, I was very much acquainted with YouTube back then. I also had Patreon, and Twitch has, it's so different from yes, all the social crazy. media. And I remember even trying to understand where all the buttons are, what is OBS, what is everything. Oh my God. It's so, and I mean, it's always, what is hard about uh, Twitch is that you are actually live there always. Yeah, so, I good. mean, keeping up with, um, with all the comments, with all the responses, it's really not that easy. Because like with Patreon, I have time to prepare everything, to polish everything, to think through. Then people are posting some comments and I can, you know, I take time to reply. And with Twitch, it's, it's really more complicated. Yes. <laughs> you cannot yes. direct, don't, you can't do any post-production. Yes. 
Yeah, but at the same time, like I, I think that for you guys, like your audience is really on Twitch and you can grow so much more by being there just because like your appearance, like your visual style is perfect for Twitch. It's like, you know. <laughs> but I mean, we are also struggling with uh, getting known from people that still don't know us because a lot of the people that are following right now are the fans of Second Beautiful, the people that already knew us, that mm. came to Twitch because they were following us. But uh, we met a very few people coming from Twitch itself. And we are still trying to understand how to reach a bigger audience. And uh, I mean, I'm still learning Twitch itself. It's they they got even uh, custom emotes, and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> a lot of work to 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 make it very uh, customized and all in theme. But I guess it's that that makes the difference between one channel and another. Absolutely. I mean, you have to make your world perfect in every detail yeah 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 that that is true i remember that but um actually what helped me with twitch because i was doing actually also pretty well i just understood that i cannot do both you know running a band having a patreon where i'm posting every week and mm -hmm. also doing twitch it's like it was too much it's and i just i it was a very tough decision to drop it But I remember that uh, one of our fans is actually a gamer and he is from France and he has 40,000 followers on Twitch. Wow. And one time I was just, you know, sitting and playing my guitar and he was streaming my Twitch to his Twitch. Yeah. And at some points, like everyone was rushing like to my channel and commenting. Awesome. I couldn't keep up because they were like scrolling <laughs> and all these things. Yes, it was total madness. And uh, I just, what I recommend, like from my perspective, maybe you just do some collapse on Twitch and, you know, stream each other's channels because all this cross promotion, it really, it helps a lot. Right. Um, yeah. So just maybe, yeah, yeah. Just try maybe, maybe there are also some fans of yours who can just stream everything you do, like on their Twitch profiles and all the things. But yeah, Twitch is something maybe someday I'll get back to that and like one more thing um also my fans not all of them they were ready to go on Twitch and register there so what I did like uh after the live stream was over I exported it as a video and I uploaded everything to the YouTube channel so yeah, I mean so erased until uh yes. week it's going to erase itself so yeah That also helps you, you know, to have your views on YouTube raised as well. So yeah. maybe you can think of it, you know, and it, it doesn't take much of your time. You're not creating something new. You're just, you know, taking what you're already done. Like the only difference is that you cannot interact with people on YouTube like after that. But I mean, maybe it can be a start. So you are also sharing what you do on Patreon uh, later on on other social media or you keep things, uh, I mean, secret for your uh, patrons when when you uh -huh. create content? It's like usually it's, I'd say, 80% of everything that I create is exclusive on Patreon. But it's like it's only my my view of things because I'm I'm just putting myself 
in the shoes of my patrons. And if I would subscribe to something, you know, I would, I would love to have something exclusive. And usually like there are things that I post publicly then, but my patrons always have early access to everything. And maybe they have some additional stuff. And usually I just ask them if I want to post something publicly, but you know, they always reply, of course, you can do everything you want that I mean. I, I think it's very fair. I mean, uh, I, as a, as a Patreon, I would like to have this, but I was wondering because we are still in the phase, we have to get more audience. So I thought if I do all this work for just a few people, how do I create more content to reach more people, new people? And I was a little bit uncertain about that, but maybe we should try anyway. I mean, we can we could always share things later on and uh, i don't know maybe we got we should we could got a following even by patreon itself they they, well, they are you know normally like people are following you on patreon but normally they cannot find you you know oh. on patreon so it's not it doesn't work like twitch or youtube because YouTube is really a search engine. That's why anyone can find you there just by keywords or something like, or just by YouTube recommendations. And with Patreon, you really, and I, actually this is something that I really hope that Patreon changes because this platform is quite new and they mm -hmm. are developing all the time. They are introducing new stuff and new functions like every month. And I'm so hoping that they will enable like this cool recommendations and search yeah. thing because otherwise like only your followers are going to find you you know and yeah. uh, maybe uh people that are patrons of an artist could enjoy another artist uh, it's because it's they're similar or they got something in common i mean yes yes but that's that's yeah. why i i just don't they don't have this recommendation feature and i think i hope that they will do it at some point so we'll see but like i said like i thought that for me both twitch and patreon would be too much and that's why i just thought it would be better to dig in one direction like now i'm also doing like this youtube channel so we'll see how how it's going to work well uh, um, for now i guess i i would say it's awesome i mean i've been watching your videos because they are very very interesting and i'm very happy that someone for the first time i, I would say it's, it's the first time uh does the questions i would like to ask to other artists i mean uh, <laughs> never find never found those kind of uh, interviews so yeah i know and i'm Actually, I'm always asking people these questions. Like whenever on backstage on tours, I'm always like, ah, can you tell me like your experience with certain things? And I really, I wish that when we started, someone replied to me about it because we did so yeah. many mistakes. Just it's because easy to get helped in the music business. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, getting back like to your visuals, I watched a lot of your videos and they are awesome because yeah. maybe because you also work like in, in this industry yeah. and um, I wanted to ask you like some advice on shooting music videos for people like, you know, 
for example, we as a band, we manage everything on our own. We have like, we finally found our directors and like the team, but at the same time, like how, maybe how do you start searching what is better to shoot as a music video? Like maybe speak out on this music video theme. Well, uh, I have to say, uh, I started doing music video with Sick and Beautiful because we had the necessity, uh, mm. we had the, the need to, to, to make video, music video. But of course, I had some kind of studies uh, before that because, as I said, I work in the movie industry. And right now, we just founded our studio. And this one you see um, is the um, control room of our um, movie movie studio. We, we shoot the video even here, inside of here. And uh, so we are shooting videos for other bands. And what can I do to, to the bands that are starting to, to shoot a video is uh, to um, not be afraid of the camera. I mean, the, mm. the thing I see the most is musicians that are afraid of uh, playing well the song and they are never aware, even, even if you tell this, they're never aware that the audio is going to be put in post-production is the song mm -hmm. you gave to the director so they're never giving out everything to the camera so the video is always uh, low um, low key somehow because mm -hmm. you never have this uh, actor uh, mood or this energy mm -hmm. on camera it's very rare so I, I would say to, to musician always uh, give out all your energy and feel cool, be cool. <laughs> and uh, we started, I mean, hiring a camera operator and then doing the editing by ourselves. I, I know that you do editing because you do that for YouTube. So you would be able even to mount your own videos and you have to choose the right location. You have to put a lot of smoke. Smoke machine are the, the best tool you can have when you shoot a video yes. <laughs> because lights is the main um, fuel for the cameras because uh, their sensors are very um, different from the eye, human eye, and they need a lot more lights than what you would think they need. Mm -hmm. But of course, the fog makes the light be more volumetric i mean when you put a light in in a fog you would see the the light ray and that is so cool it it, it would that would save a music video just with the just with the lights and mm -hmm. a dark one light and the smoke it's always it's already a music video so that are the the first um thing i think i would say and then and then you go to build your own location when you don't have the one you like <laughs> ah yes <laughs> My oh yeah i'm actually uh, one of um, the plans for this youtube channel i'm also going to do a video like on music video production but i'm not a professional i'm i'm the person who gathers all the professionals you know and i'm really good at it That's because you know <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, you know, it's very hard because I remember when we were shooting our first video and we even didn't have directors, we only had cameramen and there was no plot, so we were just playing and the orchestra was playing. My main mistake was that, like, I was the main character, like, I'm, I'm a singer, 
And I remember that I didn't uh, hire or ask someone to help me like at the at the shooting process. So I remember that uh, a girl was putting like my false lashes and I was running to, you know, to someone and to tell someone what to do. So it was like, it was a pure nightmare just because <laughs> I didn't have a person who was managing the shooting process at the, at this day. Yeah, it was, and that's why, <laughs> you know, we, yeah, yeah. we did uh, on our, one of our last uh, Twitch streamed, we streamed the shooting of the video. And uh, so people had a chance to see how we made it and actually I was holding the camera when where the band was playing and the band was holding the camera when I was singing so we made the separate separated shot uh, mm -hmm. for all the band members and we were changing at the camera and that's so crazy and so stressful I mean yes, our yes, first yes. video clip we were so nervous because we were so overwhelmed with things to do but right now we learned how to be more peaceful <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely and you know like you said that uh, musicians are very you know nervous on camera and it's really like we call it um, the fear of the red button and it's actually it works not only for the videos but for music as well because yeah. if you enter the studio for the first time and like your sound producer hits re record you know everything is frozen your hands are frozen your voice is shaking and <laughs> it's like i mean i i guess that it comes only with the experience like the more yeah. you're shooting when it becomes a routine for you, it's really so much easier, like yeah, for everything. Uh, everything comes with calm and uh, concentration and uh, and the right mood. Because if the people on set or in the studio are good with their with themselves, everything goes far better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, like one uh, one of the directors, one of the fellow directors she said to me one of the most important things on set is catering if you don't have like catering and you're shooting for 12 hours or something like that your actors will, will be dead everyone yeah. will and be true. nervous yeah. and angry and you know so <laughs> um you have great music videos and anyway uh, that's because i was you know i agree about the, one of the latest videos because we're gradually coming to the point that we love our videos because with our first videos, we cannot watch them at all because they are, I see all the mistakes we did, like everything. It's, oh my God. But, yeah, but your videos are really great. I enjoy, and I enjoy all the details, all the costumes. And I guess that like uh, the thing that we're struggling with, we cannot find like, the costume designer for our band because usually I know I know what I want uh, but it's hard for me to put everything together like all the concepts and you know I have a Pinterest board where I gather like all the things that I would like to have but it's so hard to find someone so it's really great that you you are the mastermind for all this. <laughs> It's hard because you have to deal with their uh, their band members' personal desires, but you also you also need to think about the concept and the uh, equilibrium 
on everything because uh, you have the um, the one that's that is more extreme, and you mm-hmm. get the female. I, we got Evie that is a beautiful drummer with mm-hmm. this uh, um, long green hair and yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are very extreme, but we also have to somehow um, uh, find Balance. an equilibrium because mm-hmm. we don't want to do too much. I mean, we are already too much. <laughs> No, it, it actually doesn't look too much. And that's why um, what I fear most is that, you know, sometimes bands, they're trying to do something, you know, very bright and extreme, but they don't have like the quality of their costumes. And it looks like a circus just because <laughs> they, 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 you know, they're close to something cool, but it's not enough. It's like as if they have a masquerade at their school. And yeah, that's what it that is. The real yeah, that, that is what, what I fear most and that's why sometimes I try to be less extreme just because like mm, we feel more confident in that way but I would love to make like more theatrical stuff but I'm going to do it only when I have like the proper costume designer the proper mm-hmm. quality of costumes and also you know you also have to know that your band members they feel confident in that because not everyone is ready you know to be <laughs> rock stars and all this it things. takes a lot of commitment i mean yeah yeah i actually wanted to ask like um if all of you like all the band members are you comfortable in what you're wearing on stage uh so- no we're never comfortable i mean we are working on it and show after show two after tour we're always fixing things trying to make them better because we want to be spectacular but we also want to be able to play yeah and i'm always uh to me per in my personal experience i'm always struggling because i have to wear my in-ear monitor first, mm-hmm. then I got the um, headset mic, the cables inside of the dress, then I wear the dress, then I have the cage, then I have the, the hat, the other dress over the dress I already have. So when something is going wrong, when you can touch your body pack, when you can fix what you're wearing during the show, it's it's very challenging. We are working on it, but it's very difficult to be spectacular and being also comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and that's why, I mean, how long does it take you to, you know, prepare for stage with all the makeup, with all the costumes? I say two hours, <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> you know, like, um, based on our, we don't have like a huge touring experience, but I also, I Neither. already had uh, like, Sometimes I had to do the makeup in the moving van and it's like when you're trying to make a wing and it's like shaking and everything. So, I mean, I think that having two hours is a very luxury thing to have. I was like changing inside of the venue room with someone holding a fabric, uh, sorry, a fabric, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Covering me from the people that was already waiting for the show. And because you never find a venue that has the changing room, the dressing room. And mm-hmm. sometimes you have to go with that, <laughs> with everything you find. And yeah, yeah. because after the show, we need a shower because we are all painted. And sometimes it's not possible. We did 
20 days on, on a camper with no bathroom, but of course no shower because that was fucking crazy. <laughs> it, it also um, um, stopped us from touring more because we cannot do a show whenever we find. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but... I understand, uh, yeah. Uh, we well, cannot like, play everywhere. I, I understand. Like for us, we we played both like big venues and small venues, like because we were part of the bigger lineup and smaller lineup. And uh, there were also times like when, you know, there was no backstage for all the bands or something like that. But like we always had to adapt. For us, like the the... Um, most important thing is that all the musicians fit on stage because like we are five people and like uh, two people in our band are huge guys. That's why, you know, sometimes I cannot play a show when the guitar is in my ear or something like that. So, I mean, I don't know, but uh, I also wanted to ask you, I think you said you played at um, something related, like a bigger event with comic like comic something mm -hmm. and so it, it was i mean it's it was not uh, a concert it was something else i mean it was a part of a larger event uh, that that is a comic-con so they have the um, stands with all the merchandise about everything movie comic-con comics mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they also got this huge stage and they make this festival with um, artists that are related to the movie world or comic world and everything and we was very very lucky to be there and we didn't have even an album to sell mm -hmm. we th this came as a, a surprise to us because we know a guy and guy that knew a guy and uh, we've been cold and we were like really you want us <laughs> It was just at the beginning, you know, I was with the band just by one year, I guess. But it was amazing. And we still find people five day, uh, five years from then that know us from that event. And they, oh, you were playing at Luca Comics. I was like, yeah. <laughs> we try to, to be back, but of course they don't want the same bill every, every year. I see. But maybe, maybe, you know, you could try, I mean, a lot of countries, they have something related to Comic Con. So maybe you could do something. We are working on trying to get that kind of audience, but we always had a lot of problems with, um, uh, I would say, bookings and management. Uh, we never had the right person to do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really hope that we... What? We are now okay. <laughs> I we got someone right now that is helping us, and that is. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, it's very what I love about your band that you have like everything is under one concept. And I mean, if you gain, for example, audience on Twitch, it's going to be probably like a huge part of this audience is going to be at Comic Con. That's why it's like everything is so interrelated and I mean that's why I really think you guys are going to have success just be consistent with everything and you know move in one direction because it's going to be really cool I, I will be following you <laughs> apart from the visual style um, how is your like 
how do you create your music? Who is writing? Like, how is the recording process made and everything, like the musical part? Where the the songs are written by the bass player, which is uh, called Big Daddy, and is also the producer, and uh, he does uh, everything in the studio. So we um, had the the luck to be uh, always in our studio. We never paid someone to record, and that was also a problem because we always take more time, more time to be, mm-hmm. you know. So it never ends <laughs> sometimes. And uh, so he has to to put a stop <laughs> somewhere. No, that's okay. I'm gonna gonna go <laughs> ahead. And is <laughs> uh, the writer, and uh, he, he got the ideas, and then we maybe change something. We put ourselves in the songs, and but it happens that when we play the song on tour, that we really learn to play the song, you know, because we just got the song and go to the studio and record. And uh, we start uh, the show that we are still learning the song. You know? mm-hmm. But do I, you re- do you rehearse like with the guys? Yes, we rehearse. But once we go live, we cannot really understand how the how the shows is going to be um, going to be going because uh, playing the songs while while doing the show it's a lot of lot of lot different for us because we have all these special effects. So right now we are saving money to buy a big mirror because we want to rehearse on costumes mm. and effects because it's very, very different. Not having free hands when you're doing something, if you have to hold a, I mean, a gun or the fire, <laughs> it's distracting. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. But it's really cool that you guys are able to do it because like with our band, Mm, we really learn on tour and I guess that we just learned to play together when we were touring because when we are at the rehearsal space we just cannot you know play in front of each other even though we have a mirror a big mirror we cannot do it like we don't sing on the instrument yeah I mean we just we're just playing for fun but it's not like preparing for the show and I, mean, I don't know when we're going to have it. It's like, doesn't work for us. So it's really good if you can, then we it's cool. I mean, uh, we are also working on uh, trying the, um, the words, I mean, I mean the, uh, the speech. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a shy person and I'm not very comfortable with English. So I I need to learn what I have to do. I have to say. But <laughs> your I'm, English is really good. I mean, uh, not that good. I, not not good as I would like. It. <laughs> but uh, thanks. Uh, so as far as I understood, you don't have a label, or you have like your own label because I didn't really understand. Like I read your biography, but it's very hard, you know, to understand how it works for you. We we always said that our album was released by Rosary Lane Records. That was our label, but it wasn't a really a real label. We just auto-produced the the two albums we did, and we are still evaluating for the next album what what we want to do, because our story um, it's a little bit long about that. We've been in touch with a major for mm-hmm. about more than a year. And they kept us um, 
they stopped us from doing anything because they said, oh, the contract is, is arriving. We are waiting for you. You're going to be used. And uh, all this beautiful mm-hmm. stuff. We were so excited and we were waiting for them to, to tell us what we should do. And they said, oh, stop for now. You will be back uh, next year with everything ready. We would care about you. And this didn't happen. So we are so afraid right now giving out our music to someone. I mean, not just for the music, just to be able to be a band. Because Mm. love can't live without doing this and being, uh, I mean, stopped by someone who does not care for real about you. It's very very dangerous to us. Uh, (laughs) We've been... So sad about that. <laughs> I understand, but maybe maybe another major label comes for you guys, and you have like another another experience because like we we are an unsigned band as well, and this is something that always stops me as well from you know making a contract with a label just because I'm a very I'm very much into management and marketing and promoting the band and like controlling everything. And um, I just cannot imagine like people telling me what to do. <laughs> I can like uh, hear people telling me, but only again, if for example, people who are great in video production and they are telling me what to do and they are experts in like in this area, then of course, like I will be all ears and everything. But like, you know, if people are telling me when to produce something, it's like, ah, come on. No, because it's also, you, you never know if they're saying that because they want you to teach you something or because they need that, they need to tell that in that moment because they are, they got other plans, they are moving their budgets, their investments to other direction, which is okay. But, I mean, it's, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Of course, my life, it's in the hands of people that are treating me like um, a normal work. So I got to be careful somehow. I also I'm having conversations with people who are already signed like the bands the bands who are unsigned and it's always like mm, I don't know like year by year people are less and less willing to be signed maybe like only for promotion and for you know getting a bigger audience but again not all the bands that are getting signed they get this audience exactly Exactly. So I, I, I really I really don't know. You have to be lucky that the labor the label that picks you also need also also decide to invest on you because it's not mm. it's not the same <laughs> being signed that being in in the core of the business. Yeah, that's true. So maybe to wrap up this interview, can you tell me like what are you working at the moment? And I mean, we are in the middle of the pandemic and everything. And I know that Italy was one of the, you know, it was one of the hardest situations over there. So, well, we right now we are um, trying to be back on our legs and uh, we are starting to write the third album. Uh, We were so depressed in the pandemic to be very um, I mean be very uh, productive mm-hmm. so we did things very slowly uh, it was hard here because I really 
we couldn't even go out to, to buy the food somehow. So. And right now we are meeting each other finally and we are back to producing music and we got these huge, huge things coming in October. And we really hope that this gave uh, some, a, a shake to our social media because we've been so silent and that was not so good. So right now we need to wake every, everyone up. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. You cannot afford to keep, you know, to keep yourself silent. That is always that I say, like, to everybody, it's not. It's the most important thing right now. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's sad, but it's more important than music nowadays. Yeah, yeah, that, that is true. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bandsman, a podcast about everything that bands are doing with their management to get out of the basement. If you have a band and would like to share your experience, contact us through the email that you can find in the description to this episode. Subscribe to our podcast today. New episodes will be out every week. Our talks are also available on YouTube. You can find the link to our channel and social profiles in the description.